Hey, this is Mandy and Kim with Next Talk, where we are passionate about keeping kids safe in the digital world. Did you know we have tens of thousands of listeners in 60 countries? It's truly amazing. Crazy. Only God. And as a nonprofit, everything we do at Next Talk is supported by people just like you. Be a part of changing the culture of conversation in your home and around the globe by making a donation today. Go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. And check out our resources while you're there. More than cyber parenting conversations to connect nothing and I mean really nothing (laughs) (laughs) prepares you for the emotions you experience when visiting college campuses with your firstborn I just was on the other end of the text messages and I was not prepared like I was crying through the process (laughs) it was I thought I was prepared but it was so much harder than I anticipated Um, And let me kind of set this up for you, this scene, because it's kind of funny. Um, So we're on this walking tour, you know, and it's, I I don't know, an hour, two hours long. I mean, we're walking a lot. And um, my 17-year-old daughter and my husband is walking in front of me. And I'm just watching her and envisioning her with her new life here, Mm. right, on this college campus Mm -hmm. without me. Oh, <laughs> without me, right? Yes. And all of me, like I'm tearing up. Yeah. And there's people all around us because we're in this walking <laughs> tour. And you know, I can't tear up. I can't be crazy, mom. I can't run up and just kiss her and hug her like I really want oh, to. Oh gosh, that would be terrible. Can't, right? Terrible. <laughs> right. And so then I finally reach, get to them, and we complete the tour. And my husband, like I thought he was doing great with it, right? And so. All of a sudden, he just gets real snappy, like, where are we going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like, we're in a new town. Like, we don't know the restaurants. Let us let us search for a minute. And he was like, make a decision, uh-huh. you know. And everything in me was like, oh, he's dealing with it, too. <laughs> it just comes out different with dudes, right? It totally does. Like, I'm over here trying to fight back the tears, and he's just getting cranky and, and mm-hmm. angry, and he's trying to process everything that just happened. So hard. It was a lot. It was a lot. But actually, as I've been starting to walk through this, you know, God is so great to show me a few things, mm-hmm. and it's kind of helping me. And I thought, maybe it'll help somebody else who's having to kind of let go, and they're seeing their kid all grow up. <laughs> Oh, well, right there, that sweet spot that you're in when you experience something, even that's hard, your willingness to see the lesson in the hardship is such a blessing because it will help someone else. It's going to help me. I got to start preparing now for when my six-year-old leaves. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of my first point in what God was showing me is that we've been training for this. And even parents of littles, like you're letting go a little bit at a time and you don't really realize it. Yes. So point number one is letting go is a process. And where God took me in my mind was the first day of kindergarten. Yes. Like I remember that moment, you know, we had a boohoo breakfast after because all the mom, but there's no boohoo breakfast for college. Like there's not <laughs> any boohoo breakfast for <laughs> They're like, you should be ready by now. <laughs> yeah, just drive off. Put on your just big girl panties and get out of here. But I mean, if you really think back to it, you know, I'm entrusting a stranger, basically <laughs> an adult with my child for eight hours a day. You know, and I dropped them out. And so I've been letting go a little bit at a time. And then God showed me also, like, when you gave her a phone, 
And when she earned one social media platform at a time, I loved the visual that he gave me. You know, it's almost like we gave her little doses of the world a little bit at a time. Mm. And she was exposed to some really difficult things through social media. But I feel like it's that part of letting go and that I've, I'm preparing her for real life. Well, and the cool thing about that, that feels, I'm sure in the middle of it, like a mixed blessing is she's being exposed to things along the way and experiencing things and having hard conversation based on what she's seeing at school or people she's talking to. And in the middle of that, you know, kind of like we talk about turning the curse into a blessing, it feels like a curse. But you're walking her through those things while she's under your roof. And so when she does go, when you do fully let go, she doesn't get hit with all these things at one time when she's away from you. Like you've practiced along the way and given her help so that she can really fly. And I find myself taking comfort in that. You know, as I'm processing all these emotions, you know, my husband and I, we find ourselves often saying to ourselves, when we're, when we're struggling and figuring out, like she's going to move out soon. Mm-hmm. We tell ourselves we did all we could, like what would yes. we have done differently? Yes, And that's a good feeling. The fact that we've poured into her so much, you know, and I think that's a lesson for moms of littles and parents of littles. There's a saying, and I don't know who said it, but it says the days are so long, but the years are so short. Yes. And I love that saying because it's so true. I mean, I can't even believe we're here, right? So so I look back, I've got kindergarten, I've got social media, and then the driver's license. I mean, that was the whole thing too. And I remember the first time she drove out of the driveway, I was a hot mess. I don't even know. <laughs> I remember the tears and the frustration, not the frustration, the tears and the worry. The worry. Yeah. Because I always go worst case scenario in my mind. It's like how I prepare myself, yes, which is you do. which is not a good coping Zero to mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, I do, right? So I'm going worst case scenario and I'm like hyperventilating. Um, but, you know, once I got used to her having that independence, it's been amazing because mm-hmm. she likes to run errands for me mm-hmm. on a Friday night when I'm exhausted after a week, she'll say, Hey, I'm picking up Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, I am living my best life yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thank you. So I, I just feel like at some point when she gets to college, it's going to hurt at first, but then it's going to feel like I'm living my less, best life again. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding on to that. I, you know what, even if it's not true, I'm, I'm here with you. I'll support you in that dream. <laughs> You'll bring me Chick-fil-A on I a Friday I'm really trying to take note of all these things that you say because you're my heads up, mom, because you're old. Um, and so- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, also, let's just remind everyone I'm a year older than you. Mm. A year older. Yes. You just traveled the world a little bit more before you had kids. It's <laughs> true. It's true. But my kids are, you know, my youngest is six years old. And I think about that, how fast my uh, now 11-year-old, how fast the time went with him. But it's those moments, those dropping them off at VBS, dropping them off in kindergarten, taking them over to that play date for the first time where you don't stay. Those are the moments you want to pull back, but I think you're right. I've had to remember all the things I told them, do this, look for this, try not to do this, call me when this happens. And they do those things. And that encourages me that they'll take that with them when the time comes for them to drive away to college. 
I love how you phrase that, you know, as a mom of young kids, because it, it really is, it really does validate what God was showing me. And that is, it's a, it's a process. And we're always kind of, no matter where we are in the season of parenthood, we're always letting go a little bit. We're always preparing them for life. Oh, and, you know, the, we, and the cheering on, like when they do the right thing, when they're away from you in these little moments, when they do the right thing, we get to cheer them on, which hopefully also will encourage them to continue to do the right thing when they're really out of your house. Well, and Kim and I have an old pastor and his name is Robert Emmett and he had analogy of a kite. Mm-hmm. And I just love it, you know, because it's like, as you teach them, and you prepare them, you let that kite string out, you know, and that's that process of letting go. And if you see problems, if you see mistakes, if you see red flags, you reel that string in just a little bit, you know, and then you have these teachable moments and then they're ready to go again. And then you let him, let him fly. That visual is such a good reminder of this process of letting go and refining and tuning and just getting them to prepare to launch for life. Mm -hmm. Well, and that leads perfectly into our next point. Letting go is biblical. There's that famous verse in Genesis 2, 24, a man should leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. I mean, we, we literally, that's our goal as parents is to raise them up and let them go live their life, mm-hmm. you know, and that's hard. It is hard. Um, I have often thought of that verse in kind of a, a different way in that we raise them because we want them to leave and cleave first, leave us and cleave to God and then cleave to their new spouse. It's like a, a process of letting go. You know, I want them to leave and cleave to God, not me. We've got to have that separation. So all the things we've poured in, when God says go, when God says do, they're ready to do that because they're so tightly connected in their relationship with him. And they're letting go of the protection and the covering of me so that they can go and live their life. I love that. Um, You know, recently we were talking about spending 18 years with our kids and breaking that down in weeks. If you think about it, it's approximately 940 weeks. Now, that's just assuming they move out when they're 18. Oh, that sounds so short. Right? When you break it down to weeks. Mm. I mean, that's... Why did you do boring. that, Mandy Major? Or I want you to break it out in even more detail. If you take one family vacation a year, you have 18 family vacations. Stop you have 18 it. Christmases with your kids oh, before they leave. Sister. Just 18. Mm-mm. That's crazy, right? I don't like this conversation anymore. And so I'm just <laughs> telling you right now, I, I know moms of young children are so exhausted and so tired because there's so much to do right now, but keep doing the hard work because it matters. One day you're going to look at your spouse and say, you know what? I did all I can do. So even if they make a wrong turn or something doesn't go as I planned, um, I got to trust God here because I did all I could do. And there's comfort in that. I'm finding comfort right now in those moments. That's a good word. And I think, you know, in these struggle times, we got to find comfort wherever we can. And that, again, um, goes back to something one of our mentors and someone on our team has said so many times. Point number three, you've got to trust what you've taught. That's where that comfort comes in. 
I have been repeating that in my head a million times a day right now. Yeah, I bet you have. (laughs) Trust what you've taught, Mandy. Trust what you've taught. Um, You know, I just, I can't even tell you how many times I've hung on to that. And honestly, looking back, I did that when I gave her social media. I remember thinking, trust what you've taught, trust what what you've taught. And there were mistakes and there were issues, but we reeled the kite in, we fixed it and we put it back out again. Mm -hmm. Right. Same thing with, with driving. When she drove out of that driveway, I had to trust what I had taught. We had worked with her for a year driving with her everywhere, throwing out scenarios. What if a deer runs out of you right in front of you right now? What are you going to do? What are you going to do, sister? You know, like, what if your phone blows up right now? What are you going to do? You know, we would throw those scenarios at her all the time. And so I had to just trust what I've taught. And the beautiful thing about that is when you pour into parenting the way God designed it to be, and then the time comes for them to leave and cleave to the purpose Jesus has put on their heart, and you see them thrive that's like the icing on the cake. That's like the reward. You get to see all those years that start with the late night, up all night, exhausted parenting to the toddler years where you're like, if you could please stop hanging on my pants and saying, mommy, for just a minute. (laughs) And then the social media and the awkward tween years and all the things and then dating and high school. And then suddenly they're leaving out the door, but you see them do the things that you taught them. That has got to feel so good as a parent. It does. But I mean, I it, it's still emotional. Yeah. It's still emotional. And there's all these, and I'm still processing it. Maybe we'll do a follow-up show after <laughs> she's gone to college, you know, and all the when things. When you're living your best I'm life. Sure, <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a hundred million more emotions. Yeah. Um, I, I know that from my own heads up, Mama. She's, she's already preparing me on what's to come, right? But um, all that stress, all that... All those late nights, like you said, the brushing of the teeth, uh, all the things that you dreaded doing when they were a kid, it does end. Mm -hmm. It ends. Mm -hmm. Now, you're always going to be their parent, always, but the seasons change. So enjoy the moments, even the ones you hate. Enjoy them because they're not always going to be there. And that's a good word too, Mandy, because some seasons just are harder than others. Like, give me all the babies. Like, babies up through age four is my favorite time. Now, I haven't gone beyond 11, and I'm really enjoying that age too. But you have always told me... Yeah. <laughs> you need to be nice at what I say because this could be really bad on air. <laughs> I know what you're getting ready to say. <laughs> You've always told me how the baby season isn't your favorite. Is that a nice way to okay. say it? <laughs> yes. Sometimes in text, you will say to me, you hate babies. <laughs> Mandy hates and it the, sounds really, Mandy hates it the sounds babies. really bad. <laughs> um, You know, the diaper changing, the lack of sleep, it was not my greatest season. And I had postpartum depression, so I think that tainted it as well. Of course. But honestly, I, you know, I'm at 17 right now. And I will tell you my favorite season was sixth grade to ninth grade. Mm. That was my favorite season so far. So many foundational conversations happen in those four years and they still think you're really cool and they're still uh-huh. listening to you, that is which is good. really sweet. That yeah. Is good. 
I just like it when they can't talk. That ends too. (laughs) Not always going to think you're cool. Oh my goodness. That's so true. But I think what we need to point out here is, you know, I like the babies, you like the tween years, but we love all of it. We got to We got to enjoy every season and dig into every season and appreciate the gifts of every season because it does go so fast. And before you know it, you're in the letting go season and wondering where did the time go? Yeah. And so, you know, I would just encourage parents, enjoy every moment. And it's so, so critical to instill biblical truth with your kids. Do it at an early age, you know, plant seeds when they get old enough, read the Bible together, talk about Jesus, about how he's moving in your life about how he's blessing your family. I love Proverbs 22, 6. And this is, this goes into that trust what you've taught, you know, Mm -hmm. it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from it. I just want to encourage any parent out there who maybe has a prodigal son and daughter that was raised in a Christian home, you know, hold on to that. Mm -hmm. Don't give up hope. Mm -hmm. Don't give up hope because God's promises are true. And you know what, Mandy, that's really what we have to stand on in every phase, and especially in that letting go phase. Like you said, whether it's a prodigal child or just that letting go of your child into the world when it's finally time to launch them, we've got to stand on God's promises for peace and joy and hope in every season. So in conclusion today, number one, letting go is a process. Number two, letting go is biblical. And number three, Trust what you've taught. 